Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy. Today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So when it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital mar- marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth has a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit and lunch for your office. All right, so just a reminder that next Monday, the 30th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be having our long COVID rehab roundtable with Daria Oler, Darren Brown, and Ted DeChain. And they're all physical therapists who are part of and founded Long COVID Physio, and they are all physios living with long COVID. If you missed any of the episodes from earlier this month, I highly suggest you go back and listen because you will learn a lot on what it is like to live with long COVID and also how to work with people living with long COVID. We know it's new, so we're trying to get the best information to you. Now, how to sign up? Go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, click on the tab that says Roundtable Talks, and sign up. It's that easy. So I hope to see you all next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, on to today's podcast. It is not about long COVID, but it is something that is just as important. And my guest is the absolutely wonderful Tara Newman. Through her podcast, The Bold Leadership Revolution, as well as her association, The Bold Profit Academy, Tara Newman is the leader of leaders. She supports leaders as they embrace their ambition and leave the grind behind. Using decades of entrepreneurial experience and a master's in organizational psychology, Tara is uniquely qualified to teach leaders to run businesses without sacrificing their health, relationships, or integrity by establishing behaviors, habits, and rituals aligned with their vision of success. And so today, Tara is on the podcast to talk about how we can have a better relationship with money. She talks about her profit first-ish, her EMS framework, the common blocks that women face help, and helping women feel more comfortable talking and thinking about money. How do you raise your rates? Questions I get all the time. And how do we shift our energy without losing money? So this is a great episode. If you are at all interested in deepening your relationship, a positive relationship with money, Tara is your go-to girl for this. I want to thank her for coming on the podcast and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hey, Tara, welcome to the podcast. I am happy to have you on. Thanks for having me, Karen. I'm excited to be here. Before we start, can you give the listeners just a little bit more about you, about kind of why you do what you do? Oh, yeah, sure. That's like a 
a, a loaded question. I feel like I could talk about that forever, but I really teach female business owners how to increase their sales so they can have more cash flow and they can have more profit in a way that's simple and without as much stress. Because I know that, you know, when I'm working with women business owners, they're usually really amazing at what they do and they're experts and they love it and they're passionate about it, but they're not as passionate about running a business. And I'm actually passionate about the running the business part and the sales part. So it winds up being like a fantastic partnership. And I will also add that you're also profit first consultant. Now in, in my business group that I ran with physical therapists, that was the first book. I said, you have to read this book, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, now this is not a profit first based podcast or anything like that. And, and we're going to go into a little bit more, but what, what was that like to become a consultant from profit first? Did you read the book and it changed your business? How did that come about? Sure. So I actually read the book in 2014 when it first came out before, like right before I started my business, but I wasn't, it's not an easy book to read, to be honest. And and I think like when I read it, I didn't really read it. Like I dabbled. I think my husband read it. Um, and, and so I didn't actually fully read the book until after I was certified, but I had implemented profit first ish in my business in 2016. And it really changed everything. It made things so much easier. I used to have plenty of revenue coming in, but the cash wasn't there. Like the cash flow was off. So I get really stuck. And I remember being in a mastermind and being in my hot seat and just being like, I have no money. So that's really why I um, love Profit First is because it really helps women keep, make and keep more money. And I think that we don't think about that when we start out. We think about like, we have this great idea. We love what we do. And it's like gangbusters out the door. And then it's like, oh, wait, like there's this money component. Absolutely. And especially with women, it seems like, uh, and I, it, I know I'm this way. I hear this from people. It's, oh, well, it's, it's the charging part. It's how do you bring up to people what your, what your fees are? And, oh, I feel weird about it. And that the money issue, especially with women can be really sticky. I'm sure you found that that's why you do what you do. It, it is really sticky. And, you know, we weren't, a lot of us weren't raised with the language for money especially for me, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm 44 years old. My mom stayed home most of the time. She didn't go to work outside the home until later. And, you know, I always say like women, women come to me and they're, they're meeting me like 15 years into my journey leading them. And so they don't realize that I started exactly where they started. You know, even when I first started my business, that was the first time I was really responsible for my own money. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed, but like, even from before my husband and I were married, I just used to hand him my paycheck and be like, just pay the bills and and deal with it. So that was like a really rude awakening when I started my business and my own journey. And that's really why I've become so passionate, not just about profit, but about helping women sell. Yeah. And, and let's get into that because you have created a framework 
inside the Bold Profit Academy, which is part one of the offerings that you have to help women mm-hmm. uh, and their relationship with money. And it's called the EMS framework. So we know it's not emergency medical services. <laughs> I Googled that. It's not it. So what is the EMS framework? I always joke around though and say it's equally important. Um, so the EMS framework I'm really passionate about teaching women to change the way they think and even talk about sales, right? The way we have absorbed sales and the framing and the lens through which we look at sales is, is actually not really in alignment for a lot of women, right? And, and they, you mentioned some of the challenges that they have, like asking for their rate or understanding their value or not having the confidence to have those conversations, not knowing how to have those conversations. They've never been taught. And if you were anything actually like me and my husband, when we first started our first business, we didn't even realize we had to sell things. And what happened was, is we went out of business. Well, I guess we that went, makes sense. <laughs> and we went bankrupt. Right. Right. And we didn't even realize we needed to sell. So ever since then, we have made it kind of really a part of our mission is to help people learn from the lessons that we learned. So I've created the EMS framework and it stands for energy, mindset, and strategy in that order. So what is the energy in which you're approaching sales? Is it desperation? Is it fear? Is it you know, tense and gripping? What's happening with your energy and how can we get you to shift that energy before you even do anything else? And then it's like, what is your mindset around sales? Is it that you don't believe you can sell? Maybe you don't believe you have the personality of a salesperson. Um, Maybe you don't believe that you know how. Any of those things. What are your beliefs and your attitudes is in the mindset piece. And then in the strategy piece, that's your actual sales process. And honestly, any process will work. They're like the same seven steps, all that jazz, but it's how you come at it from your energy and your mindset that makes that the strategic action that you're going to take in your sales process so much more powerful and potent. And what are some common things that you're coaching your clients through? Uh, Let's start with energy, right? Mm -hmm. What are some common energy blocks that women have And how do you help them get over it? So I think it's one, and I I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a block. I think it's our conditioning. Um, Do you believe you deserve to feel good as a woman? Like, do you, like, do women have this belief that they deserve to feel- And I have to to think about it. (laughs) I saw you, (laughs) right? Do you, because when we feel good, good things happen. And when we feel good, we're more confident. When we feel good, we have a better self-concept. You know, Brian Tracy, he's a a sales, um, you know, well-known sales trainer. And he just says like, can you just say in the mirror, I like myself, but that's so hard for people to do, especially women to stand there and be like, I actually like myself. Right. But when you can do that with your self-concept and how you see yourself and the energy in which you bring to things that changes everything. Absolutely. And it's, isn't it sad that I had to think about that? I'm like, yeah, I think I deserve good stuff. Yeah. Women, but it shouldn't be, I really struggle with that. They struggle with like 
feeling joy and, and pleasure and, and enjoyment and just good. Right. And it's not fake good. It's not hoping and wishing good. It's like, and it's not even like, what's your morning routine, but every day when you wake up, what are you doing for your energy? Well, one, one thing I do that actually does help with my energy is I get up in the morning and I make my bed first thing. And that actually helps with my energy. It does a hundred percent. Right. And I think you bring up such a great point because when I talk about this in the, in the framework, what I want women to hear is it doesn't have to cost any shifting your energy and feeling good does not actually have to cost a dime. It doesn't have to take a long period of time. You know, you can do it at any point during the day, you know, depending on what you're feeling and, and where you're at. And so if you, if everyone can just wake up in the morning and think to themselves, you know, what am I doing to care for my energy? What am I doing to feel good, good today? You are working on your energy and that obviously flows right into the mindset part of things, right? And oftentimes, mm -hmm. you know, you hear a lot of women say, oh, I don't want to like sell things because it just feels like icky. I don't want to be like that used car salesman, quote unquote, um, and that is a mindset issue, right? Yeah. I mean, those are your beliefs that you have yeah. around, around selling. And so what I like to do is I, I like to reframe things. So for example, I'll hear somebody say, oh, I need to create this opt-in so I can lure people in. You're not luring people in. These are human beings, right? Like you're welcoming people in, you're inviting them in, you're sharing something with them that can help them. Um, and the funny thing is, is like women, I think are so naturally gifted salespeople. They just do all the things that great salespeople do. It, we just haven't been presented that. Like when you think of, of, of amazing salespeople, I just mentioned Brian Tracy, right? Like he's a dude and there, there are really great, amazing women salespeople, but they're fewer. And the ones that maybe we think of right off the bat or like the used car salesman, I hate going, it bobs to buy a couch. No, like that just doesn't work for me. But I think too, like thinking about when you've been, when you've had somebody sell something to you and it's felt really good to kind of shift that perception and to reframe that um, is really helpful as well. So not looking for the reasons to believe selling is icky, slimy, sleazy, smarmy, whatever your words are for it. Um, and, and finding the examples of it being done really well. And do you have examples of people doing it like women in particular who are doing it very well? So I can share with you the reason why I think women do will sell, do sales really well. So it's about selling is about empathy. And that completely gets missed, especially in the online business space or like as soon as you like flip open an app and there are all these internet marketers swarming about or anything like that, you, you know, you see it in the health, the health and wellness field. It's, it's gross. It's flat out gross. Um, the way that people, and I think they just particularly happen to prey on people's pain, specifically women. So we tend to see it as not feeling good. Um, but women are empathetic. Women are fantastic listeners. They ask great questions. These are all the things that being a good salesperson encompasses. Yeah. It's not so much the sort of vomit all over the person. This is what I do. And this is what I can offer, 
but instead it's you doing a little less talking and doing a little more listening. Exactly. Exactly. So from my perspective, when we have women in the Bold Profit Academy and we're teaching them how to sell, we're not teaching them how to do anything different than they're already doing. We're teaching them to leverage the things that already come natural to them. And, and they experience success so much more quickly because we're not actually asking them to change their behavior. Right. You're just at your kind of putting this obviously into a framework, but almost into a, I don't want to say a script, but into an outline. Is that right or no? I'm going to correct you slightly. So the way we do things in the Bold Profit Academy is through frameworks. And the reason why we pick frameworks is because it gives you a guideline and then you can take that and adopt it to itself. So I'm saying to you, energy is important. You, yoga might be it for you, or like throwing around heavy weights might be it for you, or, you know, I love my Peloton, but someone else might do something else, right? Someone might not choose to do anything physical, you know? So, um, because I love Peloton, I take Tune Day's classes and she always says, um, she says, I'm giving the class, the class is the recipe and then you season to taste. Mm. And so that's why we do frameworks because like I said, in the beginning, women business owners, any business owner goes into business because they love what they do, right? And and they're passionate about being the expert that they are. And sometimes the business piece doesn't excite them as much. So we give them a lot of frameworks and templates for them to customize in their business to do that heavy lifting for them. Yeah. Template. That's the word I was searching for. It was not coming into my head. Template. Listen, and I will tell you the people who listen to this podcast we love that kind of stuff. We love having a little structure <laughs> around things, you know? Yes. We're, we're a little more kind of type A, like let give me some structure and I'll run with it. And so how has this EMS framework, how does it impact daily sales habits uh, for small business owners, for these female entrepreneurs? Okay, so there's a secret about sales. I'm not one for telling secrets, but there's a secret. The secret to sales is to keep going. So the whole point of the EMS framework is to build resiliency. Because if you're taking care of your energy and you're looking at your mindset before you take the strategic action, that's resiliency. So when you wake up in the morning and you're tired and you think, what can I do for my energy to get me to feel good, right? You're not just rushing into your strategic tasks, feeling like hell and then burning yourself out or, or feeling like poop, right? Like you're, you're actually feeling, you're always feeling good and you're always able to move forward. You're always fueled up and, um, really taking care of yourself so you can keep going. And that consistency is what brings in, what brings in the sales and fills your pipeline. And, and I think you hit on something really important and it's that burnout And I hear that a lot, especially from um, women who are just starting their business. They're like, I don't, I feel like I'm already burnt out and I haven't even started yet. Right. I haven't even gotten out there. I haven't done the sales yet. I haven't, and I'm already burnt out. So how how do you coach those women? What do you, because I'm sure they come to you with that. I just actually posted on Instagram. I want to be, I'm going to host, be hosting a free, um, 
conversation around women and business and what I'm calling a global crisis of fatigue among women. The number one reason why women come to me is fatigue, tired, feeling like poo, whatever it is, right? Because we have been conditioned to jump through every hoop imaginable for our success. Women women and success, it hasn't typically come easy. We're the first ones to raise our hands. We're the first ones to volunteer. We are the first, you know, we do a tremendous amount of unpaid labor throughout our, throughout our lives and we're exhausted. And then we get into our business and we think that we don't know anything. We think we're doing it wrong. We think that, um, you know, we should be doing it differently. The marketing messages start to come in, preying on the fact that women want financial freedom but have the things like, I'm not good enough. I don't see my value. I'm not right. Like if you, Mm -hmm. if you really think it's insidious and it's gross. And so what happens is, is that's more hoops. Well, now I need to go take this training and now I need to go take this course. And now I need to go do more. And if it's not happening fast enough, I must not be doing enough. And if it's not right all in the time over and over and over again, and none of that is true. And I have thought that all the time, I still think that all the time. Oh, maybe I should take this course or maybe I should do this or maybe I should. And yeah, it's, it is, and it is gross, but it is, it's hard to get that out of your head because like you said, we've been conditioned, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that can be at play here. However, what I do know for sure is women who are experts don't see themselves as experts, right? Women don't see their value and that's why they struggle to make sales present themselves. Um, and this is whether you're in your, your own business or whether you're working as a professional in, in somebody else's business. Right. And, and so I know that they struggle to see their value and they struggle to see their con like that they're good enough for that contribution. I, myself, when I was first starting out in my business, I turned down opportunities that I was referred for where people were like, no tower, you need to go and do this consulting gig. And, um, because I do some corporate consulting as well. And I was like, oh, that company's too big or the topic they're asking, I don't feel confident enough on. And, you know, I think that's part of what's keeping women in a, in a financial bracket. That's, that's not sufficient. And what do we, what do we do? What do we do? That's the big question, right? What's your best advice on that? What, like, what do you tell your, your ladies? And on that note, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back with Tara's answer. When it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth has a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. I, I think what's important about this is that I started a couple of years ago in the mastermind that I run where we had a quarterly money date. 
that we just got together and we talked about money. And we do this in the Bold Profit Academy as well. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay just to listen. I have had women sit on these calls looking like they were going to vomit. That's how uncomfortable they were. But I think you have to have these conversations with the right people who understand all that's there around money and that it's actually not about your mindset because that's what people get told that this is, oh, this is your money mindset. You're in scarcity. Yeah. You know, oh, that's all why, the time. Yeah. Right. No, that's a marketing message. I mean, yes, women feel scarcity, but you know, I think that there's a lot to unpack around how we think about money from a generational standpoint, from a societal standpoint, from a racial standpoint, like there's so many intersections when it comes to money, you know, you know, my dad, my dad, my dad's a business owner too. And he laughs at me sometimes and I start to get a little tight fisted because he's like, you're just being a refugee, Tara. This is like the refugee in our family. Like, cause my grandmother fled Poland like in 1920. And he's like, you're not in the shtetl anymore, Tara. Like you can, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's right. Like I do, I, I, you know, we, we feel that way. And it's not always ours that we're carrying. Like our parents have passed down messages. Our grandparents have passed down messages, society. We don't have the language for money. We feel shame around it so much shame around money. Women think that they need to be perfect in order to make money. They think they have to have the perfect family to be successful. They think they have to have perfect marriage. They think, I mean, they, the stories, right? And I think that if you can find a safe environment to talk about that so much more and get that support as possible. Yeah. I think that's wonderful, wonderful advice for, for people out there. And it doesn't have to be formal. I mean, you can have like a group of, of girlfriends or fellow entrepreneurs that you that you trust and that you feel you can talk about these issues with. I will also say this is where profit first comes in really handy Mm -hmm. because it gives you language for money and it gives you a system for money that if you just do the steps and you just do the system, it takes a lot of um, I find any system and any structure calms my nervous system. Me too. Like literally my nervous system calms down. And so having that structure for my money calms my nervous system way down and allows me to approach my money from a much different perspective. Yeah. We, in the PT world, we would call that a SIM, which stands for safety in me. So throughout your day, mm-hmm. you have sims, which are safeties in me or dims, which are dangers in me. And mm-hmm. from a pain science standpoint, um, it is hypothesized that the more dims you have during your day than sims, you may feel more pain, especially if you're a chronic pain sufferer. So we try and have those have more sims introduced into into one's life to outpace the dims. That's actually really interesting because I hear from a lot of women that they feel they don't feel safe with money they don't feel responsible with money. Mm -hmm. We were never taught how to make it, manage it, keep it and use it for growth reasons. Those were things that were not, that were not taught to us. There is that conversation needs to be had for women around their safety with money and with sales and with, with confidence around all of that. It's hard. And the, the, the thing that's so interesting about women too, is that 
they do such a great job suffering in silence. I'm sure you see this. Yeah. And, <laughs> and your I've line done of it. work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and suffering in silence and not asking for help, um, you know, not wanting to receive support. I know a lot of women that I work with feel like they need to know it all or they need to get it all right. Yeah. No, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head before when you said it has to be perfect before I do something. And that was me for years and years. If I'm going to put a program out, it has to be perfect. I have to have it all planned out. It needs to be perfect. And it doesn't. Not at all. And it doesn't. And just having, knowing that was very freeing. Yeah. I watch, um, I watch women put a lot of obstacles in their way. And, and I know I get that we do that, uh, for self-protection. Yeah. To to feel safe, to, you know, to, to, to not fail, to, you know, not look silly or foolish or whatever our stuff is. And at the same time, we really need to get on with that. Yeah. And we need to find the way to be courageous and brave now more than ever. Agreed. Agreed. It's just, yeah. I, I, and what, what do you say to people who are like, Oh, it's so daunting. I'm just not even going to bother. Well, I mean, we can have a conversation around what's that costing you, you know, peel back the layers to that because I can guarantee you that, you know, that's affecting you in ways beyond which you're even able to conceptualize because you're, you're shutting it down and you're mm-hmm. closed off. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately people have to be willing to, to do this. And which is why, you know, around the work that I do, it's really important to me to always reiterate to people, it's okay to be scared. It's okay. If a spreadsheet feels intimidating, it's, it's okay. Like, please don't overthink this. Please don't overcomplicate this. I am giving this to you the way it is so that all you have to do, I do, we do like a lot of it in the Bold Profit Academy. We do a lot of calculators that like just takes all of the, all of that stuff out of it, right? Like that charge, that all that charge out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If and- I could just remove all of the barriers and all of the obstacles, I will do that. Yeah. And that's what, I think that's what women need. You know, it's what we need to feel good mm-hmm. is to say, how can you take away using the analogy you said before, can you take away some of those hoops for me? Yep. Yeah. yeah don't, don't you dare go into your money without checking on your energy first <laughs> and your mindset, do your EMS <laughs> before you look at your money. Yeah. And that's, that is good advice because uh, we, uh, we've all gone into our bank account and went, <gasps> Mm-hmm. I did it the other day. <laughs> what? Wait, what just happened? Um, what just happened here? Um, and, and whether that be good or bad, right? But you're right. You have to use that energy, that mindset in order to, to get into the sales process, to make money, to help more people, right? Like you said, women want to get into business so they can help people. Well, guess what? If you don't have a good framework, what's going to happen? There is nothing more frustrating than wanting to do good work in the world and not having anybody to do that good work with or for. I have been there. Yeah. And it's, and, and then that can lead to this sort of demoralizing mindset. The, I failed, I can't do it. Well, oh, well, I would, this is, this is, I'm done. 
This well, here's where women, here's where women go. I must be charging too much. Yes. So I'm just going to lower my prices. But the reality is, is we just need to up our skill set. So how do you, what do you say to someone who's like, I can't raise my rates? So I think there's a couple of things at play. I think if you think that you can't raise your rates, raising your rates is actually easy. You change the number, you put it on your, your chart or your website, right? I mean, like the actual act of raising your rates is easy. Maybe we need to do some talking around like how much should you raise them to and whatever. But the reality is, is can you communicate the value and, and not the amount? It's not about the amount. It's about the value. And it's about understanding how to talk to people, have a sales conversation and overcome whatever concerns they have around that. So it's, it's not actually a price issue. It's again, it's a, are you comfortable with selling issue? Yeah. And that's like you said, where the listening and the empathy and stuff that women are so good at anyway, that they're probably doing naturally. They just don't know it. They just need a framework. They just need a little bit of guidance. Think about someone who, who, or something you've just bought recently and like, you just couldn't wait to buy it or you couldn't wait to give them your money right? Like why, what happened? What was that conversation like? And inspect that because someone is, is like excited and can't wait to give you their money. You know, gosh, if somebody's back is bothering them or I had sciatica last year, that was like my worst hell ever. So, you know, I would have paid millions of dollars for someone to make that go away. It wouldn't even mattered. I wouldn't even cared if you were like, I can help you. It'd be like, awesome. Yeah. And, and I hear that so many times over and over again from people who are not physical therapists or not health and wellness professionals. And I, I think it's, I love that you said that because I think it will give people a little more confidence. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if a lot of your audience is like physical therapists and chiropractors, I will tell you that like I had, I've worked with a couple of chiropractors and they're like, I went to the chiropractor convention. I'm going to be facetious and silly. I went to the chiropractor convention and I came out with this 4,000 page manual on how to run my back office and my front office and all this stuff. And I'm like, great. So what are you going to do to actually stand out? Because the 5,000 other people that went with you got the same 4,000 page manual. And so I find a lot with health practitioners that I work with, they really, um, it's beneficial to get outside of that health practitioner loop Mm -hmm. and, and, and look to find strategies from other industries, um, talk to people who are outside that industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great advice. I mean, it's with, it's with any industry, but I just specifically know sometimes that you know, or, or in the health industry too, you, you tend to have a lot of regulations yes, and, and quote unquote rules, right? Lots. So you get very stuck in like, well, the regulation, the regulation, the regulation. And so I sometimes come in and I'm like, but is that really the regulation? <laughs> and and, and like, I would well, say, well, sometimes, um, right. but yeah, it is that, that is true. There are some parameters from which we have to work around, but you can still work around them and be successful. 
mm-hmm. and, and have a better relationship with money, which is all, you know, what we're talking about here today is just how to have a better relationship with money and how to not be afraid of it and how to move forward with your business, knowing that it's, it's part of business. Yep. Period. Well, we take it personally, but it's business. It's business. Yeah. It's business. And now, um, before we wrap up, is there anything that maybe I glossed over or that we didn't cover that you're like, Oh, I really want to, I really want the listeners to know this. We really covered a lot. Actually. We talked a lot. We talked a lot about money and sales, which is so exciting to me because I could talk about that forever and, and ever in days. Well, speaking of which, where can people find out more about you to learn about when you're, when you have events and learn about your programs and follow you on social media and all that fun stuff? Okay. So the first thing that I want everybody to do is I have a resource for your crew. So if they go to the bold leadership, uh, revolution.com forward slash resources, I have a revenue goal calculator that actually you plug in your personal information. It tells you based on how much you need to make to cover your expenses. It tells you how much revenue you need in your business and it'll plot it out with profit first. It is nifty. Amazing. And we'll have that link in the show notes. Yep. I like to hang out on Instagram. So I'm at the Tara Newman and I have a podcast, The Bold Money Revolution. Awesome. So- Tara, last question, knowing where you are now in life and in career, what advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. Don't take yourself so seriously. I'm a serious person. Like I could be super serious. And I think like if I had to do it all over again, just like be weird, you know, be yourself. That's what people want is people buy from people. Right. Like your humans are out there and they want to work with you and they want to know you in all your weirdness and all the things like just be you. It's it's really that simple. Yeah. And uh, I remember having this conversation with someone else on the podcast and said, you know, you want to be the flamingo in a sea of penguins. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For sure. Because there is like you said, there is someone out there who's looking for you. For you. And if you're like everyone else, they're going to miss you. They, yes, there are people who are out there. And I think here's the thing. When you be, when you're more you, you, like other people feel seen. When you tell your story and you can connect with people, like just super quick. I just had a recent ADHD diagnosis at 44. um, And I, when I was like, oh, I think I need to get an evaluation done. Um, I went and went to listen to a bunch of podcasts and I just typed in ADHD and there were all these women podcasters with ADHD and I would listen to them and I would cry because I didn't know how to, I was so normalizing what was not normal, but I'd lived with it my whole life and I didn't know. And them sharing their story helped me see like what was normal, what wasn't normal, what I needed to talk to my doctor about, um, places where I could be releasing guilt that I felt about things. And so I think it's just so important. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. It's so so powerful for, uh, for people to know that there are others out there going through the same thing and that yes, you're seen and you're heard. 
And I think that's a great way to end the podcast. So thank you so much, Tara, for coming on. And I really appreciate it. And I can tell you that all the listeners do too. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone, thanks so much for listening in today. Have a great week and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. And a big thank you to Tara Newman for a wonderful episode. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, NetHealth. So when it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, check out NetHealth's digital marketing solutions. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn more how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they'll buy lunch for your office. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.